Hare Krishna. Welcome to the daily morning Srimad Bhagavatam class. Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhari Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhari Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yamuna Tiravanachari Yamuna Tiravanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhari Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhari Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana 
यमुनतीरावनचारी यमुनतीरावनचारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे जय प्रभु पादा जय प्रभु पादा जय प्रभु पादा जय प्रभु पादा जय जय प्रभु पाद प्रभु पाद प्रभु पाद जय जय प्रभु पाद जय ओम विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिव्राज काचार्य अष्टोत्र सतश्री श्रीमद जिजवाइन ग्रेस इसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी शिल प्रभुपाद की जय ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम की जय अनंत कोटि वैष्णव वृंद की जय ऑल ग्लोरी टू दसेंबल डिवोटिस ऑल ग्लोरी टू दसेंबल डिवोटिस ऑल ग्लोरी टू दसेंबल डिवोटिस ऑल ग्लोरीज ऑल ग्लोरीज ऑल ग्लोरी टू श्री श्री गुरु एंड श्री गौरंगा ऑल ग्लोरी शिल प्रभुपाद ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तय मुदीर नष्टु अभद्रेशु निगवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टिकी 
So we are continuing Canto 1, Chapter 9, titled The Passing Away of Bhishma Dev. And we are on text 30 today. Tadopasam Hritya Ghira Sahasranir Vimukta Sangam Mana Adipurushe Krishna Lasat Pita Pate Chaturbuje Purastite Milita Drigvyadharayat Tadhopasam Hritya Ghira Sahasranir Vimukta Sangam Mana Adipurushe Krishna Lasat Pita Pate Chaturbuje Purastite Milita Drigvyadharayat Tadhopasam Hritya Ghira Sahasranir Vimukta Sangam Mana Adipurushe Krishna Lasat Pita Pate Chaturbuje Purastite Milita Drigvyadharayat Tadopasamhrityagirasahasranir Tadopasamhrityagirasahasranir Tadopasam Hritya Gira Sahasranir Vimukta Sangam Mana Adipurushe Krishna Lasat Pita Pathe Chaturbuje Purastite Milita Drigvedharaya Translation and purport by His Divine Grace is Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada. Shri Prabhupada ki jai. Tada, at that time, Upasamhritya, withdrawing, Giraha, speech, Sahasrani, Bhishmadev, who was expert in thousands of science and arts, Vimukta Sangam, completely freed from everything else. 
మైండ్ ఆది పురుషే అంటు ద ఒరిజినల్ పర్సనాలిటీ ఆఫ్ గాడ్ హెడ్ కృష్ణే అంటు కృష్ణ లసత్ పీతపటే డెకరేటెడ్ విత్ యెలో గార్మెంట్స్ చతుర్భుజే అంటు ద ఫోర్ హ్యాండెడ్ ఒరిజినల్ నారాయణ పురహ జస్ట్ బిఫోర్ స్థితే స్టాండింగ్ అమీలిత వైట్ స్ప్రెడ్ ద్రిక్ విషన్ వ్యధారయత్ ఫిక్స్డ్ ట్రాన్స్లేషన్ దేర్ అపాన్ దాట్ మ్యాన్ హూ స్పోక్ ఆన్ డిఫరెంట్ సబ్జెక్ట్స్ విత్ థౌజండ్స్ ఆఫ్ మీనింగ్స్ అండ్ హూ ఫాట్ ఆన్ థౌజండ్స్ ఆఫ్ బ్యాటల్ ఫీల్డ్స్ అండ్ ప్రొటెక్టెడ్ థౌజండ్స్ ఆఫ్ మెన్ స్టాప్ స్పీకింగ్ and being completely freed from all bondage withdrew his mind from everything else and fixed his wide open eyes upon the original personality of godhead shri krishna who stood before him forehanded dressed in yellow garments that glittered and shined please repeat thereupon that man who spoke on different subjects with thousands of meanings and who fought on thousands of battlefields and protected thousands of men stopped speaking and being completely freed from all bondage withdrew his mind from everything else and fixed his wide open eyes upon the original personality of godhead shri krishna who stood before him forehanded dressed in yellow garments that glittered and shined okay purport we have a big purport by shila prabhupad in the momentous hour of leaving his material body Bhishmadev set the glorious example concerning the important function of the human form of life the subject matter which attracts the dying man becomes the beginning of his next life therefore if one is absorbed in thoughts of the supreme lord shri krishna he is sure to go back to godhead without any doubt this is confirmed in the bhagavad gita 8.5 through 15 so next shri prabhupad gives translation for the for 10 verses that is quoting so this is a translation for text 5 from chapter 8 of the bhagavad gita and whoever at the time of death quits his body remembering me alone at once attains my nature of this there is no doubt text 6 whatever state of being one remembers when he quits his body that state he will attain without fail text 7 therefore arjuna you should always think of me in the form of krishna and at the same time carry out your prescribed duty of fighting without your activities dedicated to me and your mind and intelligence fixed on me you will attain me without doubt yes i without text 8 he who meditates on the supreme personality of godhead his mind constantly engaged in remembering me undeviated from the path he o partha arjuna is sure to reach me text 9 
one should meditate upon the supreme person as the one who knows everything as he who is the oldest who is the controller who is smaller than the smallest who is the maintainer of everything who is beyond all material conception who is inconceivable and who is always a person is luminous like the sun and being transcendental is beyond this material nature text 10 one who at the time of death fixes his life air between the eyebrows and in full devotion engages himself in remembering the supreme lord will certainly attain to the supreme personality of godhead text 11 persons learned in the vedas who utter omkara and who are great sages in the renounced order enter into brahman desiring such perfection one practices celibacy i shall now explain to you this process by which one may attain salvation text 12 the yogic situation is that of detachment from all sensual engagements closing all the doors of the senses and fixing the mind on the heart and the life air at the top of the head one establishes himself in yoga after being situated in this yoga practice and vibrating the sacred syllable om the supreme combination of letters if one thinks of the supreme personality of godhead and quits his body he will certainly reach the spiritual planets that was text 13 now 14 of one who remembers me with without deviation i am easy to obtain o son of pritha because of his constant engagement in devotional service the last text text 15 after attaining me the great souls who are yogis in devotion never return to this temporary world which is full of miseries because they have attained the highest perfection so these are all the the pramanas that prabhupada is giving for uh, for the for the line that he just stated before right so the subject matter which attracts the dying man becomes becomes the beginning of his next life so he's quoting all these verses from the gita and then he concludes shri bhishma dev attained the perfection of quitting his body at will and was fortunate enough to have lord krishna the object of his attention personally present at the time of death he therefore fixed his open eyes upon him he wanted to see shri krishna for a long time out of his spontaneous love for him because he was a pure devotee he had very little to do with the detailed performance of yogic principles simple bhakti yoga is enough to bring about perfection therefore the ardent desire of bhishma dev was to see the person of lord krishna the most lovable object and by the grace of the lord shri bhishma dev had this opportunity at the last stage of his breathing ओम ज्ञानांजनाशलाकयाचक्षुरोन्मीलिमेनाशनाशलाकोन्मीलिमेनाशलाकोन्मीलिमेनाशलाकोन्मीलिमेनाशलाकोन्मीलिमेनाशलाक
ಪತೀತಾಂ ಪಾವನೆಭ್ಯೋ ವೈಷ್ಣವೇಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಜಾಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭೂ ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಗದಾಧಾರ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸಾದಿ ಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ನಮಂ ವಿಷ್ಣುಪಾದಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಪ್ರೇಷ್ಠಾಯ ಭೂತಲೆ ಶ್ರೀಮಥೆ ಭಕ್ತಿ ವೇದಾಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮಿನಿತಿನಾಮಿನೆ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಸಾರಸ್ವತೆ ದೇವೆ ಗೌರವಾಣಿ ಪ್ರಚಾರಿಣೆ ನಿರ್ವಿಶೇಷ ಶೂನ್ಯವಾದಿ ಪಾಶ್ಚಾತ್ಯಾದೇಶತಾರಿಣೆ This is a really, really beautiful verse. And uh, you see how Srimad Bhagavatam is, is poetry, right? So, till a few verses, even the last verse, it's in the, it's in the normal meter, which is the Anushtub, right? That most of the, the Gita verses are. And now you see something significant is happening in this verse. Till the previous verses, uh, uh, Bhishma Dev was instructing Yudhishthir Maharaj. And then the previous verse... basically the sun moved into the northern hemisphere which is uttarayana right which is a very auspicious time and now bishma dev is ready to quit his body right he is uh, withdrawing everything this verse says and then he is now starting to focus on krishna and then you see how this meter changes from from the normal anushtub it changes to the trishtub meter so shrimad bhagavatam in that way is is exemplary in terms of just poetry also that if we just take just the poetic aspect of bhagavatam it's it's remarkable how there are so many meters conveying so many emotions in in the shrimad bhagavatam based on based on the situation so so this was uh, the the main focus is on uh, on what we do when we are uh, going to leave our body because bhishma dev is one of the mahajanas right propad always quotes this mahajanoena gatasapanta that we have the we have to follow in the footsteps of the mahajanas and so the mahajanas behave in such a way that we can we can uh, follow their footsteps right so bhishma dev here in the next few verses of this chapter which is really really amazing starting from this verse is going to practically show us uh, how to leave the body <laughs> what's the right way uh, to leave the body so this sentence uh, has been italicized uh, in the in the purport prabhupad says the subject matter which attracts the dying man becomes the beginning of his next life right so whatever is the beginning of the next life is decided upon what we have been thinking upon the time of death but what do we think upon the time of death it's all that we have been thinking throughout the life is is, is what we will be thinking at the time of death also it's not going to be dramatically different from what we've been doing through our lives and suddenly uh, we wouldn't think something else at the time of death right so that that is why it it is very very important what we do throughout our lives uh and then uh, uh, propat quotes uh, these beautiful beautiful verses from the bhagavad gita uh, from the from the eighth chapter the famous verse text 5 is um ಅಂತಕಾಲೇಚಮೇವಸ್ಮರಣ್ಮುಕ್ತ 
for these uh, texts also from Srimad Bhagavatam. Krishna says, at the time of death, whoever remembers me, right? This is Marana. Yamyam Vapi Smaran Bhavam. That's what Krishna puts, puts the emphasis on. Um, alone. Uh, remembering me alone, right? Not a- everything else, but just Krishna. Um, at once attains my nature. And then Krishna promises, of this there is no doubt. And he keeps doing this many, many times just to reassure us that this is all you need to do. <laughs> he says it very in a very simple manner, but it's difficult, right? We have to keep doing it throughout our lives or else it's just not going to happen. But Krishna says, of this there is no doubt. In the second verse, again he says, whatever state of being one remembers, when he quits his body, that state he will at- attain without fail. Krishna is again saying, there is there is nothing you can change uh, on this. That whatever state of being one remembers. Uh, so if we remember uh, our home, if our karma is nice, we'll probably get, we'll probably be born in our in our home again. If our karma is really bad, Prabhupada says you probably will be born in the same house, but probably as a cockroach. <laughs> so in the end, you will get what you des- desire, right? What you desire is what you're going to get. And throughout your life, you've been creating that body. Uh, for your next life through your actions. It's not just the desire, right? Um, if our desires are really, really deep, then we act upon those desires. Uh, if, say, somebody wants to become a millionaire, the desire is there for everybody, but not many people act upon that desire, which means that desire is not really, really deep. right? If a, if a desire is really deep in us, then we act upon that desire. So, so th- we have to be very careful <laughs> what we desire for, and then what we... Uh, act upon because if we desire deeply we'll definitely act upon it there is there is no escaping that uh, we know that from uh, what krishna says in the in the gita right dhyato vishayan pumsa sangas teshu pajayate sangat sanjayate kama kama krodo bijayate that when we start contemplating on something again and again and again and again what happens is that we start getting attached to uh, uh, that thing that we're contemplating on and this attachment naturally will turn into lust, right? And what is lust? Lust means something that we definitely have to have, that we cannot live without. This intense desire to obtain it is, is what lust is, right? So when we are at that point, then we'll definitely act upon, act upon such a desire. So just the desire in itself, uh, is, is not uh, enough, but when the desire becomes really intense, then we are forced to uh, act upon it. There is, there is no way else that we cannot act upon it. So, therefore, Krishna says in the next verse that he said that you have to, re- whatever you are going to remember at the time of death uh, is what is going to decide your next body. And if you, re- if you are going to remember me, then you are going to come to me, right? So, therefore, Arjuna, you should always think of me in the form of Krishna, and at the same time carry out your prescribed duty of fighting. With your activities dedicated to me and your mind and intelligence fixed on me, you will attain me without doubt. Again, Krishna is promising, without doubt. If you do what I am saying, Arjuna, you are going to attain me without doubt. Uh, which is a parallel to what this verse talks about also, right? So, Bhishma Dev was an exalted devotee. He was a pure devotee. But this verse says, Thereupon, the man who spoke on different subjects with thousands of meanings, who fought on thousands of battlefields and protected thousands of men. It was not as if Bhishma Dev was uh, 
inactive, right? He was doing a lot of things. The Bhagavatam is saying he was, he was talking on thousands of subjects. He was fighting on thousands of battlefields. And uh, he was protecting thousands of men. And yet at the time of death, Bhishma Dev is able to remember Krishna. Which means... He must, he must have done, he must have done Ma Manusmara Yudhyacha, right? What Krishna is telling Arjuna is that, Arjuna, I've told you that you have to remember me, but you, think about our own lives also. Say we're doing sadhana as, as practicing bhakti yogis. We spend probably what? Two hours, three hours a day in our sadhana. But the rest of the 21 hours, we're doing something else, right? So, which means the majority of the time we're doing something else apart from thinking about Krishna. And even when doing sadhana, so many times I have to pull my mind from thinking about so many other things than Krishna. Uh, it's not as if even in those three hours, I am 100% focused on thinking about Krishna. So so this point that Krishna is making is is very significant for all of us who are who are at least actively participating in the activities of the material world. Right? We're going to jobs, we have our family. We have so many things that we're doing uh, that might not be directly connected to Krishna, right? So, which is the same case uh, with Arjuna also, uh, that he was he had to fight a battle in Kurukshetra for which it needs tremendous focus, right? It's it's basically life or death. If you're not focused, even for a second, somebody could take your head off, <laughs> and then it, it's it's gone. And even in such a situation, Krishna is saying, "Mam anusmare yudhyacha, Arjuna." You should always think of me in the form of Krishna and at the same time carry out your prescribed duty of fighting. So we have to do things simultaneously. So how do we do this simultaneously? And and Krishna is also saying how we can do it, right? With your activities dedicated to me and your mind and intelligence fixed on me. So we have to think about why we are doing the activities that we are doing throughout, throughout the course of the day, right? Are we doing those activities in a way so that we can dedicate those activities to Krishna? Or are we doing it for some other reason? If we are doing it for some other reason, that's probably why what we'll think at the time of death. right? Say, I want to do this so that everybody will be proud of me. Uh, I'll, I'll, everybody will you know, honor me. Or in doing this so that I can accumulate money, so that I can buy something, so that I can be satisfied with it. At, at the time of death, we might think, oh, at least we might think two two things can happen, right? Either we'll be so attached to what we've been doing throughout our lives that we might be thinking, oh, all this is being taken away from me and we'll be thinking about the, the objects, uh, what we've accumulated. Or we've been trying and trying and we've been disappointed. Say, oh, I wanted to be, be so rich and comfortable and I've not been so rich and comfortable throughout my life. No, I wanted to buy this. I wanted to do this. All these regrets might might occur uh, at, at the time of death. If we are doing things for, for ourselves, right? then the, the, it, because it will always happen because it will never be satisfying. We will never be satisfied with it. Which is essentially the second part of uh, the Dhyato Vishayan Pumsa verse that Krishna says is that this lust will definitely move into anger and then Krodat Bhavati Sammoha Sammohat Smriti Vibrahma Smriti Bhrimshat Buddhi Nasho Buddhi Nashat Pranashyati that he says that this anger then moves into illusion, bewilderment and then this then you lose intelligence. So this is a natural uh, scenario if we are going to do things that are material in nature. 
because they, we will never be satisfied with with uh, such a thing so but the only thing that can give us satisfaction <laughs> is if we do things for the satisfaction of krishna rishikena rishikesha sevanam bhakti ruchyate that if we use our senses for the satisfaction of the master of the senses then automatically we will be satisfied this is such a shift in paradigm that we always think about how we can satisfy ourselves and we are always dissatisfied by doing that we never achieves any kind, any form of there's something little but then it always moves into frustration because either uh, whatever we uh, desire does not live up to our expectations and whatever we desire even if it lives up to our expectations is taken away from us because this world is temporary in nature right there is nothing that stays with us forever so either way uh, we are going to be frustrated by things that we are desi- desiring for either ourselves or anything that is uh, material in nature i mean by ourselves it could also mean your family your community your state your country everything right it's it's just when we are at the center everything that's somehow tied to us is going to disappoint us um and uh, krishna krishna says he who meditates on the supreme personality of godhead constantly engaged in remembering me undeviated from the path of arjuna is sure to reach me and he is also giving uh, how we have to meditate krishna says you have to th- remember me how do you remember me so you, have, you only when you think about me or meditate upon me you can try to even remember me right so how should we remember krishna uh, is something that everybody can ask right i have to krishna has said that smarana you have to remember me so how should you remember me so krishna says that also in the gita one should meditate upon the supreme person as the one who knows everything this is at least the beginning stage of how we should remember krishna right we have to the sambandha gyan has to be there before we go into abhideya and prayojana first we need to have a very deep understanding of the sambandha or what is the relationship between me and krishna that that has to be firmly established and then abhideya and prayojana will will automatically follow if we are firmly established in in the sambandha uh, gyan So Krishna says one should meditate upon the supreme person as the one who knows everything as he who is the oldest who is the controller who is smaller than the smallest who is the maintainer of everything who is beyond all material conception right this is very important that many of us try to put krishna in the same box as ourselves that we are doing this why is krishna doing something else he is completely beyond the material conception of life he can do anything that he wants from him is what everything is created right so this is very very important at least when we are beginning in our in our path of bhakti that there are many many questions on why krishna is doing this vishnu krishna is doing that the first thing that we have to at least understand is that krishna is is completely out of the purview of the material world view he who is inconceivable which automatically follows right which is the many things that krishna does is completely inconceivable so that we have to completely get around right we have to wrap our minds around this fact that many things are very inconceivable to us that krishna does even even the things that we read in the bhagavatam right that there is this person who is lying on an ocean who is breathing and just by his breathing millions of universes are being generated and just by his glance all these material universes are being impregnated by uh, by spiritual souls spirit souls right 
it's incredible to even think about it. And that's what we sing every day in the morning, right? Angani asya sakalendriya vritti manti. That for Krishna, he can do anything with any of his senses. For us, we can only see with our eyes, hear with our ears. But Krishna can eat with his eyes, can hear with his nose, like that. It's, it's incredible what, what he can do. So, these are some of the basic things that we need to firmly establish uh, in our minds um, before we, we know, progress. Then, then the progress is very natural. It, it happens. But if we don't understand the basic uh, qualities of Krishna, then it becomes very confusing. <laughs> Many things that that we would read, and sometimes our faith is shaken also because uh, because our basic understanding ha- is not proper. And then somebody else might say something else. Then we would say, "Oh, that might be right," because we don't know what the basic qualities of Krishna are, right? And that is why in the pages of Srimad Bhagavatam, so many times, again and again and again, in the prayers of all these devotees, these qualities of Krishna are brought about again and again. Krishna, you are the creator. Krishna, you are the maintainer. Krishna, you are the destroyer. It's it's incredible to think of it, right? That uh, when Krishna is creating in the in the macro sense of it, Krishna is creating this entire uh, universe, right? And even in the micro sense of it, that when creation is happening uh, within all species of life, it's it's indeed a miracle, right? When when a child is born, so many things have to align perfectly for for creation to happen. It's not something that's that's very uh, very easy to happen, right? That when we're reading that Krishna is breathing out universes, oh, it's Krishna. We might think that oh, it's something that's it, it might be normal over the course of time. But but why are the devotees again and again and again in Srimad Bhagavatam talking about this aspect of creation? It's it's just incredible what Krishna is doing uh, in terms of creation, right? So for, for people who have children, they might know that when 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 the woman gets pregnant, it's incredible how this growth happens for the child. For the over the course of nine months, it's it's something that's rapid. Th- things that are happening, right? And although so many things that are rapidly happening, all things have to be precise and perfect, or else at the time of childbirth it's going to be problematic, right? So many things have to line perfectly. So Krishna is the creator. That's why he says that Aham Bija Pradapita. I am the father. Right, I'm the seed-giving father, and also he just does not stop there. He says, "Mata, Dhata, Prabhita, Maha." That I'm also the mother. Right, this process of creation that is we see in the mother, the child is an extension of her own body. That she's creating the child from herself in 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 a sense that everything that's needed for the child is coming from the body of the mother. So similarly, Krishna is everything that's coming to create is not coming something that's external. Everything is coming from Krishna himself, right? That's, that's why he calls himself, uh, the mother also. And, and the, and the way the father creates and the way the mother creates are completely different, right? So, so it's, it's incredible how in so many ways we can think about Krishna. That this marana can happen in so many different ways. Because Krishna is unlimited in nature. Here we'll see that Bhishma Dev is thinking of Krishna. <laughs> In, in really, really, it's, it's different than many, many other devotees in Bhagavatam. Because Bhishma Dev has a relationship of virya rasa, of, uh, of fighting with Krishna. And he, and he'll remember how he, he shot his arrows on Krishna and blood was oozing upon his body, his forehead, 
uh, and dust was there upon the face of Krishna in the in the battlefield because of the horses moving around. Right? It's it's incredible in how many different ways you can you can think about Krishna. But this Bhishma Dev is doing at a really advanced stage. Right? At that point, he knows what his relationship with Krishna is. He's, he probably knows his Swarupa at this point. Uh, but at least Krishna says in the Gita how one can remember him right? as somebody who is the from whom everything is uh, emanated. Aham sarvasya prabhava matta sarvam pravartate. And most important of all, uh, uh, Prabhupada says, who is always a person. Right? Krishna is always a person. Uh, then everything falls in place when we think of Krishna as a person. Then uh, meditation is really easy. <laughs> or else you try to meditate on something else. It's, it's very, very hard. Uh, he's luminous like the sun and being transcendental is beyond this material nature. So Krishna gives several ways in which we can meditate upon him. And this is at least in the beginning stages, right? At least when we are beginning our practice of bhakti, we should at least be in Shantaras. We might not have developed our uh, other rasas, but we can ap- at least appreciate Krishna as uh, the the creator of everything, the maintainer of everything, one who is beyond the material conception in so many ways that Krishna is uh, Krishna is uh, specifying here. And once we keep doing this and practice uh, practice bhakti, then slowly, slowly, uh, our eternal nature is uh, uncovered. Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema Sadhya Kabunai Shravanadi Shuddha Chitta Karaya Udai. That Shravana, this is the main aspect, right? Through constantly hearing. Then our Shuddha, uh, Chitta is made Shuddha. Our consciousness is purified, right? Uh, and then uh, uh, our eternal relationship with Krishna is awakened. This is exactly what Mahaprabhu is also saying, right? Cheto darpana marjanam bhava mahadhavagni nirvapanam. That this Cheta, our consciousness, is uh, like a mirror that's covered with so much dust, which is basically the material modes of nature, right? We've been through so many. Uh, birds, and then our consciousness is completely contaminated by these material modes of nature. And through this chanting of the holy names of Krishna, we'll slowly, 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 slowly uncovering all that dust and we'll know, we can see the glass very clearly, know who we are, who Krishna is, what a relationship with him is. And uh, we can attain perfection. And for this to happen, uh, we have to try to at least focus completely on Krishna uh, throughout the day, we, we have to try, but we have specific time that we allocate uh, during the day for sadhana, right? Our practice of bhakti. At least during those specified times, we have to try to focus as much as possible on on Krishna, right? That in in all these purports, text five, text six, text seven, Prabhupada is constantly, constantly talking about the chanting of the holy names of the Lord. We're doing it for two hours, one and a half to two hours every single day. If you're doing it mechanically, okay, there is some effect that's there. But if we are focusing on that, the chanting the holy names of Krishna, then what Bhishmadev is doing here can happen to us also. That at the time of death, we can try to focus on Krishna because we have done it throughout our lives. Throughout our lives, we have practiced for at least two, three hours where our mind is not focused on anything else. But our mind is focused only on Krishna. That through the chanting of the holy names, when we are reading Srimad Bhagavatam together, we are focusing on, on Krishna Katha. Uh, when we are hearing some lectures, we are focusing on Shravana, Shravanam, right? 
when we are we are hearing what the speaker has to say. Uh, like this, whenever we are doing such activities, we might not be at this stage of our lives. Try to put 24 hours uh, on on thinking constantly about Krishna, but at least on the times that we have allocated uh, for ourselves for for the practice of bhakti, even uh, at, during those times at least, we have to. Uh, have so much emphasis on this remembrance of Krishna, right? Or else, what Bhishma Dev is experiencing here is is not possible at all, because the other things that Krishna says <laughs> in chapter eight are completely not possible at all, right? <laughs> One who at the time of death fixes his life air between the eyebrows, the life air is prana, right? We have to take the prana from. The, the Shat Chakra Yoga, whatever, right? The, you, there are several chakras. That's essentially what Krishna is saying here. He's explained it in detail in chapter 6. And now he's saying, okay, there is one way that you could do it, right? Okay, you meditate on me. Uh, you, you, you do all the activities for my, me. Dedicate all your activities for me. In that way, you'll come to me without fail, Krishna is saying. Or there is another way. <laughs> Krishna is saying, you see this Krishna doing this constantly in the Gita and probably in, in all the bhakti literatures also is that they give the ideal thing in the beginning. right? Even in the 12th chapter, that's what Krishna does. That this is the ideal thing to do. You do everything for me. And then he slowly, slowly says, oh, if you can't do that, do this. If you can't do that, do this. If you can't, okay, at least be a decent human being. He, he doesn't go beyond that. <laughs> so in this way, they, they, the, 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 the scriptures start with the ideal uh, thing that we can do and then give us some leeway on how we can adjust things according to where we are in our spiritual progress. So Krishna gives another method here. Is that uh, you could have your uh, life air in between your eyebrows, which is what the, the, the Agnya Chakra, I think, right? And in full devotion, engage himself in remembering the Supreme Lord. It's difficult, right? Because before you come to the position of uh, this stage, you have like Yama, Niyama, Asana, you have, you have to control your body, right? You have to sit straight for quite a long period of time and control your breath. Uh, in, in, and then you have to have control over your breath so that you can actually bring your life air to wherever you want it to stay, <laughs> which is a very, very difficult thing to do. And what Krishna is saying here is, it might look simple, but it's it's not very easy at all. And then uh, and then he says something which is even more remarkable uh, here, right? Uh, the yogic situation is that of detachment from all sensual engagements. So this is what da, pratyahara, right? Where you're basically taking out all your engagements inside, right? You're completely withholding everything. Closing all the doors of the senses and fixing the mind on the heart. Fixing the mind on the heart. Uh, think about, I, I have no idea how I would try to do that. Fixing the mind on the heart. And then another thing Krishna says, the life air at the top of the head. So you have to do this simultaneously. Fixing the mind on the heart and pulling your life air to the top of your head, which is another chakra, Sahasrara chakra, right? The thousand petal lotus chakra. And one establishes himself in yoga. So once you've done this, then it's easy, Krishna says. Once you've done all this, then you can think of wherever you want to go and the yogi can transfer himself either to the heavenly planets or if he thinks of Krishna himself, then he, he goes to the spiritual world. Right, and that's what Prabhupada is emphasizing in in the end of his purport. Also, is that uh, uh, Bhishma Dev attained the perfection of uh, no? What is he saying? Uh, because he was a pure devotee, he had very little to do with the detailed performance of yogic principles. 
and then he could uh, simple bhakti yoga is enough to bring about perfection right uh, and therefore the ardent desire of bhishma dev was to see the person of lord shri krishna so so that is how bhishma dev will leave his body and then we'll see in the in the in the following verses how bhishma dev's remembrance is not something that's really generic in the sense that okay krishna is giving some remembrance which are very general right he is uh, it's it's still a little bit impersonal in the way krishna is doing he's a, he's still a person but he's still far away uh, the way krishna asks us to remember in chapter 8 right that i am the controller of everything okay how do you think about it? okay you can think about it in some of your lives in which how you have no control over so many things that krishna is controlling everything but it's still more like a hand of god thing right like more like a paramatma aspect of uh, but it's still not really very personal but we'll see that how bhishma dev is remembering krishna is is incredibly personal and incredibly specific uh, on how he even remembers which hand krishna held his whip in the battlefield and which hand he held the bridle of ropes uh, on the uh, from the horses when krishna was the chariot driver of arjuna because that is his relationship with krishna right he wants to remember krishna he will remember how krishna took the wheel of the chariot to come before him right so many different different ways bhishma dev will remember krishna but those are very specific very very specific right we in in all the prayers we see this how the devotees are remembering krishna in very very specific ways here even in this verse there is one one thing that is very specific right krishna was standing there they could have just stopped at that but there is another thing that is specifically mentioned about krishna does anybody remember from the verse what what's mentioned specifically about krishna yeah krishna is wearing a yellow dhoti they they could have just stopped at saying krishna is wearing a dhoti <laughs> but the the devotees are very specific in saying krishna is wearing a yellow dhoti huh yeah that it's not just the yellow dhoti right the yellow dhoti is also glittering and shining that that is the most incredible thing of how devotees are remembering right for us to remember in such detail uh, it takes lots of focus right when we see kalashanji every day can we go back home and remember 50% of how the dress was what was the jewelry he was wearing what was the color of his earrings right because the, the way the devotees describe krishna's earrings are also very specific how is krishna's earring described is makara right is shark shaped so everything that the devotee sees in krishna he is not just seeing it for the sake of doing it because this is love right when you love somebody then you are interested in the specifics of it If you don't love somebody then it's okay it's it's just that i saw you i went home <laughs> but if you love somebody you're doing something very specific for what that person likes how what can i do so that the person that i love um uh is satisfied is uh, pleased by what i'm doing and this also is very interesting because when we love somebody we can't help but think about that person irrespective of anything that we do right this could be in any relationship right that during when you're just before you're getting married or when you've gotten married the first few years are like like incredible in the sense that there it's it's in the fantasy world then reality hits but <laughs> but, but at least krishna gives that leeway right so that 
you think always constantly thinking about the other person when you are falling in love with another person you're always irrespective of where you are what you're doing your mind is constantly remembering uh, that person that you love it, it doesn't need to be your partner also right for say you have a child you're constantly thinking about the child say when your child is born i think the parents constantly go and see hey is the child still breathing is it is it okay this focus on the child is so extraordinary and and it goes on till quite a few years in the child right of the, of the growth of the child even i don't know that's probably even stronger than between a between the the husband and the wife that the focus on the child is there till like what the child is 25 30 or even older the parents are constantly remembering their child but the initial few years are really intense right then the intensity might be fade away so mom anusmara yudhacha we have uh, these examples even practically in our own lives that when we love something very deeply then we are, we cannot but help ourselves from thinking about uh, that person or that thing so so that is bhakti uh, that this helps us in our process of bhakti if we are at least during the period of sadhana if we are trying to focus on krishna then this can happen right because bhakti is not something that is impractical every single thing that's given in the process of bhakti is so practical it's not something that is esoteric that nobody can do it krishna is saying that this is pratyaksha vagamam dharmyam this is the best practice because you can perceive it it's not that somebody is doing it and then you have no idea how this happens you can perceive uh that this example of uh hunger is given right that when you eat food when you're hungry then your hunger is satisfied your body is uh, nourished and then you get the strength to do things so similarly nobody has to tell us uh, when we are doing bhakti uh, no we can evaluate for ourselves whether we are doing it correctly or not if we are doing it properly then we are satisfied with it because krishna is there there is if krishna is present we are will always be satisfied there if if we are not satisfied which means that there is something lacking in our practice then we'll have to focus more so that uh, we can uh, we can do it properly so we are at the end of our time sorry i went a little bit over time so we'll stop here if there are any questions or comments we'll uh, can probably can you take the mic it's, it's right here Okay. Thank you so much for the great class. Uh uh you were speaking about um the way to remember Krishna and uh you were saying that it starts off by saying I, I'm trying to remember Krishna is so uh is the source of everything, right? And he's and he in his qualities. But then also you were talking about this process of sambandha and uh I'm not exactly familiar with sambandha. uh abide and prayojana but i was wondering maybe if you could speak a little bit more on sambandha so sambandha means what is a relationship sambandha essentially means relationship right so we need to know what a relationship with krishna is that is what sambandha means so we need to know krishna is the supreme person i am a spirit soul i am the servant of krishna this is the most basic of the sambandha gyan or the knowledge of relationship right once we know this then what do we do with this knowledge then that is 
uh, abhideya, right? And to achieve what is called is prayojana. So through this sambandha, I know that I am the, I am a spirit soul, I am a servant of Krishna. So what is my activity? That is abhideya, which is the performance of bhakti, right? As a spirit soul, I have to serve Krishna. That is my natural constitutional position. So devotional service is abhideya. Through the practice of devotional service, I'll attain my prayojana or the goal, which is uh, Krishna or love for Krishna. So in brief, this is what Samanda, Abhideya and Prayajana are. So at least in order to even get started, we need to know who we are, who Krishna is, what a relationship is. Right? Before even, without even knowing that, it's very hard for us to do other things. Because there is no motive. Right? Once we know that I am the spirit soul and I am the servant of Krishna and Krishna is the supreme person and we have a relationship as servants, right? Then it can, you can fine tune it over the course of your practice of bhakti to something that's very specific or the five relationships that we can have with Krishna. Right? But everybody has this constitutional position of Jiver Swarupoy Krishnair Nityadas. Right? We are all eternal servants of Krishna. So this is the most uh, uh, basic of our uh, knowledge of relationship with Krishna. Okay, I am now the servant of Krishna, so what do I do? Uh, you do devotional service to Krishna. That is what you do as so that you can please Krishna. Right? A servant is always trying to please his master. Correct? So that is Abhideya or the process. So which is our entire practice of bhakti that we do. And then why do we do that? The, that is the prayajana or the goal which is to please Krishna. Krishna prema or to get love for Krishna. Does it, does it make sense? Oh, yes. Thank you. You had something to say. In the translation, uh, it says that he stood before him 400. Yes. So what's the significance of... Four? I mean, I, I was under the impression that when Krishna was present there, yeah. he was 200. So it was that Bhishma Dev's desire to see him as a 400 Narayan form? Yeah. Uh, I, so Krishna in Dwarka has a 400 form. So Krishna in Vrindavan has the 200 form. Uh, but Krishna outside of Vrindavan has a 400 form, from what I understand. And Bhishma Dev's uh, relationship was with the 400 form of Krishna. He wanted to have a relationship. So, so that's what uh, Bhishma Dev is seeing here also. That Krishna is standing in his 400 form because that's that's what Bhishma Dev wanted to see. So, yeah, I mean the 200 form is very very special. It's it's inside Raj inside Vrindavan. Right? This is the the topmost form of Krishna. Uh, then Krishna has his four-handed form also, which is uh, which is also beautiful, right? There is, still, but for us uh, followers of Rupa Goswami, we want to see Krishna in his two-handed form. Four hands means um, not as intimate. Correct. Correct. Is that right? Correct. So that is the difference in the sense that in in Vrindavan, the sweetness overpowers everything else. That the 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 Yashoda Maya can come with a stick <laughs> and then intimidate Krishna and say that Krishna, you have to do this, and Krishna will cry in front of Yashoda Maya. So this awe and reverence is completely absent. 
in in Vrindavan because their love is so 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 uh, unlimited that that this awe and reverence can never exist. But outside of Vrindavan, there is awe and reverence to Krishna, and this increases more and more and more as we go to the Vaikuntha planets, right? In Vaikuntha, it's the 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 main relationship with Krishna is more in terms of Aishwarya, which is more in terms of awe and reverence uh, than in terms of Madhurya or, or sweetness. This is also one of the one of the four things that differentiate Krishna from Narayana. Right? There are four qualities of Krishna, one of which is uh, Rupa Madhurya, uh, which is the sweet form of Krishna that he has. And then the other is also his devotees. The devotees of the Two-handed form of Krishna are really, really special, very sweet. That we see in Vrindavan. Right? Those are exalted devotees. Yeah. So that's what differentiates. Yes, Prabhu. Yeah. Oh, so the, I like the you draw the parallel. You drew the parallel between Mam Anusmara Yudhacha. How one can practically do it, like a parent is always think doing all the duties but always thinking yeah. of the child the parent may be working at office but still internally thinking of the child so similarly we can also try to uh, emulate that type of yeah uh, while doing all our duties then one can think krishna yeah yeah thank you yeah if it will take time but we will definitely come to that point if uh, through our practice of bhakti but at least if you are not able to do that, Krishna is saying, dedicate your activities to, uh, results of your activities to me. So at least at the end of the day, we can tell Krishna that, okay, Krishna, everything that I've done throughout the, throughout the day is for your satisfaction. At least that we can try. And then slowly, slowly, we can try to think of Krishna throughout the day. Any other questions, comments? Okay, we'll stop here. Rantraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrindi ki jai.